Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. <laughs> Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. 14-10, Houston leading New Orleans. Monday Night Football, they are in the third quarter. Everything on the Oilers and the Eskimos on 630Ched.com. Matthew Betts, defensive lineman, first-round pick of the Eskimos. Earlier this year, was trying out for the Chicago Bears. He has signed with the green and gold. Tippett, Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins speaking today. And uh, Dave Tippett really hammering. they got to cut down the goals against. It seems like I've heard that before about the Oilers, like last year and the year before that and the whole decade before that. They'll try to do it. The uh, Saints just got an interception negated by an offside, and on the next play, the Texans go right back to the end zone and uh, get a touchdown. So now 20-10, Houston leading halfway through the third quarter. My name is Reed Wilkins, Eskimos Coaches Show with Jason Moss and Morley Scott coming up in half an hour. I am pleased to be joined in studio by one of the all-time greats in the Edmonton sports scene, and she's ready to fight again on Friday, the one and only Jelena Marjanovic. Great to see you. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Saving some energy, I guess. Yeah, totally. Got to fight Friday. All right. We have a lot to talk about with you. I, I, I want to get to the fight, um, but I, I got to ask you about one of the biggest stories of the year in Canadian sports, Bianca Andreescu winning the U.S. Open. Oh, she's unbelievable. She's on such a hot streak right now. Um, it's nice to see another Canadian woman do something incredible. So um, she's been a pleasure to watch, and wow. Yeah, what a game. Uh, you know, talking to people, uh, I mean, Jack Michaels watches a lot of tennis and obviously hearing the, watching the commentators after the game, so many people saying, like, she's not done. Like, this could be the start, and it's just her demeanor and, and her toughness and just being able to take, to use boxing terminology, like, to take Serena's best punches and throw them right back at her. Well, I think that comes with, like, perseverance, especially as a Canadian athlete. It, it's tough for us. You know, um, there isn't a ton of sport. I can't speak for tennis, uh, but I know as a female athlete in Canada, um, the support from Canada is tough, and it, it's hard. Um, I know I can speak on behalf of some of our Olympians for boxers. Like, post, post-Olympics post and pre-Olympics, there's not a lot of support and a lot of, not a lot of funding. And I can talk uh, on behalf of some of my other Olympic athlete friends you know, it's a struggle as a Canadian athlete to get anywhere and then to be able to rise and, and kind of keep your head down and fight through all of the all of the crap to to get to the top is, is, is amazing for any athlete. But then to be a female and then a Canadian female is always incredible to watch. Well, 
things take time. I mean, we always want things to happen overnight, but certainly, I mean, I'm I'm middle-aged, and in my life, we've seen more Canadians excel in a greater variety of sports. And it's a lot of times when I say this, people are like, oh, well, quit putting down hockey. Like, no, I'm not. Let's keep doing everything we're doing in hockey and curling. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it. Let's tell young men and women that if they don't want to play hockey, maybe one day they can be the best golfer in the world or the best boxer. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. And let's, like, we're always going to be humble Canadians. I loved how she apologized for winning. But we do need that swagger. And, like, I remember when I was a kid, we'd watch the Olympics and be like, oh, well, this guy got eighth, which is still pretty good to be the eighth best in the world or at the Olympics. But now I think we can say you can be number one. You can play one of the greatest of all time and, and, and win. And I hope that that's how we continue to evolve as a sporting nation. Well, I mean, I, I think as an athlete specifically i can speak for myself that that is the only way i think i think i'm i am oh, well sure. i mean even when i wasn't when i was up and coming i was like well that's it this is what i want to do i want to be the best in the world why be second best in anything um so i don't i don't know if i could say you know let's think that we can be cuz i believe as an athlete that we already believe we can be the best we can be and that's why we compete you know, I I can't say I know too many athletes who compete because they want to be second best. I think what I'm getting into, though, is organizationally and funding-wise. Because, oh, like yes. you said, and, and it still yep. can get better, and it still can get better, but at least I, I think there's... And you're absolutely right, because you hear these stories about Olympians who, two years after the Olympics, like, they got a beyond like get assistance right to eat or whatever or whatever. Listen, I'm an eight time world champion and I have to have a job to right. support my career. And you gotta come on radio shows <laughs> and get northern chicken. But 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 no seriously I, I think we've we we've come a longer way we've come a long way in, in the funding for some sports and I think we've come a long way in coaching and and athlete development. And I think that starts maybe with having athletes who were successful, who were pretty good, then staying in the sport as as a coach or helping with development as opposed to stepping away from it. Right. I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, at the same time, it's the compensation thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always a struggle. I mean, you know, you've worked so hard, you've dedicated your life, and then you leave your sport. And a lot of I don't know because I haven't left my sport yet, but I, from what I hear feedback from other athletes is you leave your, you leave your sport almost dedicating your entire youth to it to almost have to start again. And so there's kind of a little bit of an animosity towards your sport at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, That's really interesting. And some people are fortunate that they can find a job in their sport after. Um, you know, I know that I've been approached to do some color for boxing and stuff like that, and that's something I would be interested in. Um, you know, I have the boxing studio downtown, Champs. That's a transition move eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm fortunate to be one of those few that can still have passion for my sport after, or still be involved in my sport after. Maybe not at a competitive level, in a fitness level, a hundred percent. I still haven't decided if I want to be able to coach after, and and that's something that I'll have to revisit when I'm done. But I'm not there yet. What athletes did you admire, look up to, cheer for when when you were young? 
And, and I guess boxing wasn't your sport when you were a kid. No, it wasn't. And I kind of looked up to, and basketball was my thing. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, um, Steve Kerr, like a lot of those, mm-hmm. all of the Bulls, because they were amazing. Right. Um, and, and and I kind of looked up to different athletes in different in different sports. Um, but I kind of, I think my role models were outside of sport. Um, you know, my role models were tangible people that I could take pieces and bits from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of made my own person. When I started boxing, I took a little bit from each fighter. So R- Roberto Duran is my one of my all-time favorites. Um, so I took him offensively and toughness. And then, you know, you take someone like Sugar Ray Leonard, and I loved his defense right. and his slickness and his jab. And so I just took a little bit of everybody, and I made my own my own person that I wanted to emulate. So I took little bits and pieces. Hey, Reed, tell Jelena Morn says hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, Ivan says, uh, Jelena, you are the best. Now, I will say something, Reed, what you sportscasters should keep pushing for. She's achieved in boxing what no other woman has or will. I think she should be in the Sports Hall of Fame in Canada. Same goes for her manager, Milan. Uh, he had a Canadian champ, Commonwealth champ, and a world champ. Well, when you retire, I'll push for you being in the Hall of Fame. I'm not touching that yet. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm still active <laughs> for a little bit longer at least. So, you know, um, that's hopefully the goal of one day. Canadian, not just Alberta, but, you know, and, and, I, and I heard the part, the female. I'm actually one of the most decorated Canadian boxers, not female boxers. That's a good point. Yes. Canadian you boxers. You don't have to separate necessarily. Yeah. You've done it or you haven't regardless yeah, I, of your I gender. Think, I think... Uh, and, and I, I don't know because I don't, I'm not a stats person, but I do believe that I am one of the only female, well, I said in the night, there I go, one of the only boxers in Canada's history to have as many titles and to hold the WBA, WBC at the same time. Good point. Really good point. Uh, well, well, we got into some serious stuff here. This is good. Well, we'll have to talk about, I don't know if we want to do this tonight, but about the whole women's sports and trying to get attention like you know like I know hosting a show you like Dave and I who's the producer we make an effort to have women on the show like we don't want it to be like an all guys show all the time but then we're also thinking like well you know do you do you want to go out of your way if it's maybe you know what I mean like it's there's that fine line there. You don't want to. You don't want to act. And obviously, it has you're, to you're be, a world champ. It has, has to be relevant. Has to be criteria has to be relevant. Right? Yeah. Right. So that's uh, what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you know. I think the problem is, is we we're not aware of what the women are doing. You know, there's a lot of great um, female athletes in Edmonton, but we just don't know they're here, and we we don't know what's going up for them. Like Megan Mickelson, she's amazing, mm-hmm. um, and she was a an Edmontonian. Uh, and been here forever, and she was hardly on on any of our local platforms. You know, she's a Olympian. She's played for Team Canada for I don't know how many years, mm-hmm. and that's just someone I know because I train with her, or I used to way back in the day. Right. Um, th- there's a number of different female athletes that are here 
that we just aren't aware of about you know yeah. the Pulaf sisters. Well, and I was they're great. phenomenal. Yeah, and right now on the circuit for the they three won again three. on the weekend. By the yeah. way, I'm glad you brought I, that up. Yeah, they I have a very them. good chance of being in the Olympics next year, and they they were in a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, but like, I'm always glad when someone. Well, and again, whether it's boy, girl, man, woman, I'm, I'm always glad when someone suggests a story and someone emailed me about Kelsey Mitchell, the cyclist, yeah. a few weeks ago and said, like, she, like, has been cycling a year and a half and she's winning Pan Am medals. And I was like, yeah, abs- absolutely. Let's let's talk to her. Well, and that's that's part of the problem is, is there's no awareness for the female sports. And that starts, and that's not your guys' fault. It's just there's no awareness in general. So... Part of the problem is some of these women need to promote themselves more, which, I mean, I don't even have time. I'm very, like, you're so busy doing everything all at once, having a job because you can't, because your, your sport doesn't pay a lot. Um, but also training so you excel at your sport. And then now you're doing media circuits when you're close to right. your events. So, I mean, it's, it's a. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole. And you're right. I mean, for someone working in the media, you have to to find stories and be aware of what's going on. But also, sometimes if you're an athlete or a coach or a manager, you can't be afraid to call somebody and say, 100%. "Hey, I'm doing something." Because like, I'm probably not going to say no. I'm probably at least going to look into it, right? If you suggest. So, it. what are we saying? You should you should do your job better. <laughs> I, of course. I'm just kidding. Of course I'm I kidding. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, all right. Uh, Jelena Marjanovic in studio. We're going to take a quick timeout. She's got a fight coming up on Friday. We'll let you know what's going on. This is Don Unum of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to the Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Don Unum with an interception on the weekend, but the Eskimos lose again to Calgary. They're 6-6. Six six. They're on a bye week. 21-17, Texans leading the Saints late in the third quarter, Monday Night Football. Uh, later, Denver will take on Oakland. Reed Wilkins joined by the champ, Jelena Marjanovic. Uh, what do you got, the WBA and WBC featherweight belts? Yes. All right, and you're fighting on Friday against Marisol Corona? Correct. From uh, Mexico? Yes. This is at the conference center? The yes. convention center, Conven- whatever it's called convention now? Center. convention center. Now, you were telling me a little bit during the commercial, so you're... Your belts are not on the line this weekend? No. Or what's going on? So what happened was I just fought, as everybody, well, some people know, June 22nd. Um, it had been 14 months layoff prior to that fight. And so I didn't knock the girl out, so I was a little unhappy with my performance, as I always am. I'm a perfectionist. I always like to win by knockout. Um, I did drop her, but I felt like I was a little over-anxious. Like I was trying to do everything at once, and... Mm-hmm. When we sat back and we discussed the fight and we kind of went over some stuff, I think it was the long layoff, uh, the 14 months, and then just me wanting to perform in front of Edmontonians especially. So I found that I was definitely, um, I did some, I had some mistakes that I wanted to fix. So we were 
wanting to have like a really big fight in December against Heather Hardy, who I've been trying to unify my belts against. So she's forever. the one that has the IBF. No, she has the WBO. She has the WBO. Pardon Correct. Me. Okay. And so we we've been trying to fight her, the girl from New York, for a while now. Right. Um, we offered her the fight for June. They declined and took an MMA fight. She got beat up in the MMA fight. Um, they were scrambling to do a title defense for her because she was going to get stripped, which I've been waiting for. Um, I either wanted to fight her or fight for that belt. Um, and so in the meantime, they signed a fight actually for September 13th against another very tough opponent, um, Amanda Serrano. And so... Sorry, going back to my fight, we were going to make the December fight to be Heather Hardy. Right. We were going to try to, at least. Okay. Um, so we thought we would take a fight in September, a non-title fight, because it was already challenging enough to find someone to fight me last time. Okay. So it's easier to find an opponent just at a catch weight. We're fighting at 131 pounds, so I don't have to cut weight again. Okay. Um, or diet down, because it was a quick turnaround. Um, so... We wanted just a fight to kind of sharpen up. Kind of all blew up in our face when this other fight got announced. So that's a fight game. The politics happen. So you're the probably not going to be fighting Heather. Well, I mean, uh, the you winner. Just... The winner, but I doubt it'll happen in December now because okay. we're both fighting September. I like I to have quick turnarounds. Not a lot of the other fighters do. Okay. So I guess we just sit and wait and see what happens. That's a big part of boxing, isn't it? The political part of the game drives me insane. And I actually, we were talking off air. I'm like, the political part of the game will probably get me to retire before the boxing boxing gets me to retire. It's so frustrating. You know, it's frustrating to hear you talk about it. And it's because every time you're in, that's part of what we talk about is, is you're trying to arrange fighters against other high-level fighters. It's, it's so difficult because all it's all politics. It's all who signed with what, um, with what TV or what broadcasting system and who has the ability, what the draw is, who has what titles and who's trying to protect who. And to me, it's all garbage. You know what? If you're in the top, whatever, fight each other. Come on. This is the fight game. Let's do it. Right. You so, shouldn't want to fight the other top people yeah i mean we've been trying to fight heather and and i get it financially it has to make sense um we've tried to fight amanda serrano she's anywhere from i don't know 115 pounds to 140 pounds apparently um not in the same fight i hope well she's who knows what titles she has and when they have them so um she's fought uh, exclusively for the WBO for the past few years and has won a lot of vacant belts. So it's, I mean, okay. good for her. Good good promotion team, good relationship with the WBO, I guess. I don't know. How do people get tickets for Friday? Uh, at Ticketmaster or at Champs. I have some tickets there. Oh, you can go right to your studio. Right to the and studio. And that's uh, 109th and 103rd. Yes. Or By the at old Future Shop. Absolutely. <laughs> or they can get them at the door still. I think there'll still be some available, okay. limited amounts, but they're still available there. Uh, why were you in a dunk tank? Oh, my goodness. It was so cold. <laughs> so I was at the football game on Saturday. It was the family fun day or yes. whatever they coined it. Um, and we were raising money for kids up front, actually. Um, so you could donate money for an opportunity to 
as my sister, I was voluntold for this, but I am an ambassador for Kids Up Front, and I, I wasn't really had to be told. I volunteered, um, but it was five bucks to dunk the champ, and then, you know, you could get a couple of balls and and throw a ball and dunk me in a very very cold dunk tank. It was freezing. Like, thank goodness it was actually nice out on um, Saturday. Oh, yeah, Saturday was nice. It was nice until Today it wasn't. Been terrible. <laughs> no, it was nice until it wasn't. Because when the oh, sun okay. went down, because you were kind of that time where it like was going behind the stadium, and I was like, okay, I'm like, my sister's name is Millie. So I'm like, Millie, are we are we done yet? She's like, wow, we just got like three more people, and I was like, I will match it. I will give you the money. Do I have to go in the water? That's great. All right, so Friday at the uh, Edmonton really, Convention Center. The one on Gerson Hill in Jasper. Yes. <laughs> it used to be the Shaw. I guess we can still call that. Uh, yeah. You're fighting Marisol Corona. All the best. Thank you for coming in. Great discussion. Always great having you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me again. That is Jelena Mergenovich. This has been Inside Sports on 630. Chad, Morley Scott, and Jason Moss coming up with the Eskimos Coaches Show. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. Tomorrow, Inside Sports from 6 to 7. And then live hockey. Oilers rookies, Flames rookies. Have a great night. 630 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.